Welcome to the Bibbidi Bobbidi Basics Podcast. We're just two childless millennials who love Disney, Harry Potter, traveling, and all things basic. My name is Sarah Beth Miller. And I'm Caitlin May. And together, we're just two childhood best friends who catch up weekly about theme park news and different topics that we face in our late 20s. Welcome back, all you magical basics. Happy back to Hogwarts Day. On the day that we're recording it, it's September 1st, and we hope that you had a great Back to Hogwarts Day and that you watched Harry Potter. I did. (laughs) That's what I did all day. (laughs) Which one did you watch? I watched one and two, but when we were in Boston last weekend, which was so crazy, this is a crazy story, I was watching, I think I started with four, and watched five. And then when we got to the hotel in Boston, I turned it on the sci-fi channel and they were playing movie six. So I was just able to like keep up. It was wow. great. Gotta love also, when that happens, man. Also, we learned that Delta likes the Harry Potter movies. Delta is one of us. She, she can is. stay. <laughs> she can stay. She <laughs> prefers Deathly Hallows part one, just like me. So... Yeah, she can well, stay. Well, there you go. You're a match made in heaven. So today we have a very special guest on the pod with us. We are going to be covering all things Disney College program. One of my best friends and coworkers are here, are here, is here on the pod with us. His name is Devin, and he is going to be spilling all the tea on the DCP. So let's get into today's episode. Let's start with the booms and the busts. All right, let's get into the booms and busts for the week. So my boom for today is I finally decorated for fall. Even though it's like not officially fall yet, I just... Yes, queen. It's officially fall in our hearts. (laughs) Yes, it is officially fall in our hearts. So I decorated (laughs) for fall. I also ordered some more fall decorations that I felt like I was missing and try to, like, I tried to decide what, like, I could transition from, like, fall to Halloween then back to, like, fall. So we'll see. Um, I do need to go to, like, you know, TJ Maxx, Home Goods, and Target and all hit up all those stores. Yeah. So I need to do that very soon. Yeah. And as far as my bus, I don't really have anything this week. Well, that's good. It's been pretty normal like i would say normal week um it's been a very uneventful week Uh uh-huh yeah i feel that i don't really have one either like you said it's pretty uneventful pretty i feel like pretty standard quarantine (gasps) right it's just like a more of just like a week (laughs) yeah yeah i agree um my boom though is that today i actually got emailed an offer for a job for a trip. Oh, so yeah. So, um, that's kind of the boom, even if I don't take it because that kind of shows that people are actually starting to like, you know, bring travels. Right. Um, yeah. Don't know how I feel about it. Don't know if I'll take it. I emailed them like a really long list of questions about like what will change, what's required of me. 
you know, right. on top of my job, like, do I have to wear a mask 24-7? Like, these kids are coming from Texas. I obviously don't live in Texas, so, you know. Yeah, like, how, all right. All the COVID and, stuff. <laughs> yeah, there's, that's a lot of questions. Are we yeah. Gonna, uh... So, I think just based off of what they say, I mean, low-key part of me is, like, I'm going to take it anyway because I, the money would be really nice, <laughs> considering I haven't worked all year. (laughs) But, yeah, hopefully this is a a sign in the right direction instead of not. (laughs) So, what have you been obsessed with this week? There seems to be a theme here. (laughs) If it's pumpkin, I'm obsessed with it right now. Pumpkin spice, the your obsession, which I'm totally totally agree with. Um, Delta even has some pumpkin treats that she does not Del- like, so oh, it's fine. It's like these little puppy teething rings. She doesn't even like the chicken flavor, which she goes ham for some chicken. Um, <laughs> coffee over cardio actually released their pumpkin spice coffee today and i ordered two bags i got the email so, about it i thought of you i was like look at that i ordered it i have some pumpkin it's like pumpkin caramel like it's like the some foam that you put on top of like hot coffee to like make cap- cappuccinos and stuff i want to say it's like jordan's skinny syrups or something like that oh, like zero yeah. calorie it's those the pumpkin caramel it's super good yeah that i mix in with my pumpkin spice so i just need to find some pumpkin spice creamer for my pumpkin spice coffee <laughs> I just said pumpkin so many times. Well, that is your obsession. I Pumpkin everything, girl. I can't wait to wear my pumpkin spice and everything nice shirt with some leggings and my Uggs and a sweater. Like, I cannot wait. I'm pretty sure Katie is dying laughing right now. Oh my god. You might as well wear a neon sign that just says basic. That was Okay. I mean I our pod Okay, our podcast, our podcast is Bibbity Bobby Basics. I get that, okay, but that was an overload even for me. That was a lot. It just like stacked on top of each other. I lost it at the Uggs. Quite honest. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I went to college and I turned and I morphed into this basic girl and like, I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm totally 110%. I'm a basic white girl. I understand that we are a Halloween costume. I have accepted my fate. Anyways, we went off on the tangent on that one. My fault. Sarah's basic. Sarah is basic. Fall does something to her. Yes, my obsession is basically... Pretty, pretty closely related to that. It's specifically the pumpkin cream cold brew. Like, yes. I just love this drink so much. I've had so many. John literally surprised me with one today. I love them. They're so good. Uh, my goal before the end of this fall is to learn how to, how to make one. Yes. So I know how to make the cold film. I've learned that. You uh-huh. just basically need a frother, like a blender or whatever. Yeah. I I want to figure out how to make it pumpkin-y. I, I if feel you like use, that syrup you have. 
that pumpkin yeah, but it's, caramel. It comes out. It comes out as a foam though. Oh like, no! As, need, like, but it's not like a syrup. Yes. We got lots of spooky news. Yes. So it is officially okay. It's not officially, but it's officially spooky season in Walt Disney World. Yes. Disney. Disney Parks blog has released its fall lineups. Fall lineup of sweets and treats. If you head over to the website, which we'll link in the show notes, you can find the foodie guide to 2020 fall treats at Walt Disney World. Honestly, I think my favorite part is the limited edition popcorn buckets because popcorn is my all-time favorite treat. And it's literally goals for me to have a bucket for each season. Like, I want the Christmas, I want the Halloween, like, I want them all. You guys don't understand how much this girl loves popcorn. <laughs> you don't. There's, hang on. You I don't will shout it out it. because there is one person who knows how much I love popcorn and she got me a popcorn maker for my birthday <laughs> and some popcorn. That's amazing. And same thing with like Disney. Like I need to get some popcorn and i feel like i think the last so i didn't get any popcorn when we went on the bachelorette trip the next time i went to disney i didn't get any popcorn so there was one disney i one of the last times i went to disney i was like look i don't care what y'all want but i want some popcorn (laughs) wait we got we did get that mm, is it like toffee or butterscotch popcorn in germany yeah, but it's not, that's not, that's not, that's not oh, popcorn. It's ne- not the popcorn ne- I want. Never mind. I, ne- I thought, never mind. It was delicious and, though. So if you're in the Germany was, pavilion at Werther's. It's caramel popcorn and it's freshly made. It's like, so good. So good. But so like for the Asian parks, which is one of the reasons why I'm so excited, especially for like Tokyo and Shanghai and all of that, they actually do like a bunch of different like crazy flavors of popcorn like they have oh, honey fun. popcorn they have like barbecue popcorn and like all this there's like a shrimp flavor which obviously fun. I don't but like all these weird flavors and like i cannot wait and i'm going to get a popcorn bucket because when you get a popcorn bucket it's free refills yep or it's like a dollar or something it's such a funny thing that like that is what triggers you because popcorn is like the last snack on my mind at the Disney parks. <laughs> there are there are a few snacks on the Disney parks that trigger my mind: the cheeseburger egg rolls in Adventureland, popcorn, Dole Whip, and a pretzel. I can go for a pretzel. Um, so did you know that adults were not allowed to wear Halloween costumes or costumes in general in the parks for the holiday seasons? I did know that. In fact, I'm pretty sure that's why Disney bounding became a thing. Exactly. But Disney has announced that adults can now wear costumes during the day for the Halloween season. Basically, this is due because of the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party has been canceled you know, due to the pandemic, but adults, adults over the age of 12, like it was, you were pretty young, like 12 years old and up. I mean, you couldn't wear costumes during the day and you could only wear costumes during the party hours. Yeah. So I think even if you got in, so like if you had a park ticket, like you could get in 
at like four o'clock, I believe. So even if you had a ticket to the party and we're in the park like during the day, which is what we tend to do is like we get there super early and then yeah, stay super late. Like you couldn't wear a costume until 4 p.m. So this, a lot of people kind of speculated why and it makes complete sense. So adults and basically teenagers are not allowed to dress like the Disney characters. It's, I think a lot of it has to do with like the princesses as people dress up yeah. like princesses. It's so that they not confused with the characters that will like walk around in the parks, which sounds to an adult sounds completely silly. But I mean, you have like a five-year-old who sees right. someone dressed like Elsa. They're going to be like, right. oh my God, Elsa. So another thing I found today was Disney has also reached out to its pass holders via email about their pass perks since Universal has stepped up its game like we discussed in last week's episode. Mm-hmm. Don't know what was in the email, obviously, because I'm not a pass holder and you're not a pass holder. Um, right. So if you are a pass holder and you got the email, let us share know it about with that. Us. We'd be yeah, interested. let us know. Let us know what Disney... But here's the thing, like, you may be a pass holder listening to this episode and be like, well, I didn't get the email because Disney is terrible at sending emails to its pass holders. I'm curious to see how Disney decides to handle this and what they'll be offering. Yeah. Just in general, because it hasn't been good, like we said in last week's episode. So the last piece of Disney news that I have is something that I did not, like, didn't even know that that was happening or realize that it was still closed, I guess. Yeah, me either. The Polynesian Resort is also getting a new makeover this year. It was set to open in October, but they are basically, the resort is going to be closed until 2021. And it's going to be getting a Moana retheming. It's, so the way Disney talked about it, it's going to be an inspired theme. So it's Mm -hmm. not going to be like Moana everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be just basically like inspired. I hope they do not get rid of Lilo and Stitch at Ohana. Same. Because that, that's a problem because the only way you can see, which I get that they have certain characters that are special to certain parks, but some people can't afford to go to the Disney parks and some people can afford to go to the Disney International parks. There's a lot of people who cannot afford to go to Alani to meet Lilo and Stitch. Yep. Alani is expensive. Um, some big airline news. Big, big, big. United, American, and Delta have announced that they are waiving cancellation fees for the time being on domestic flights. This is huge news for the travel industry. Yeah. With travel plans being, you know, with travel plans still, you know, being pretty much able to change at the drop of a hat. Yeah. And like with the pandemic and like travel advisories that are constantly changing and things like that. Basically, the only airline that was allowing that was Southwest. Yeah. So now you have these big competitors coming in and changing the game. Because now that they don't have cancellation fees and things like that, you can literally push all of that to your apps. To where you're not having someone hold with an agent. There's so many different things that they can honestly do now that's... Instead of me calling and being on the phone with Delta for three and a half hours... I can literally just change my flight in and out. All right, guys. Well, we have Devin here with us. Hi, Devin. Hi, y'all. Thank you for being on the pod. Anytime. This is exciting. Well, we are excited to have you. Um, 
let's just start off with you telling us all the basics about yourself, where you're from, where you live, where you went to school. Perfect. Well, my name is Devin, and I am currently living in Northern Virginia. I went to school at Elon University in North Carolina. Um, I originally grew up in Northwest Ohio, and I attended the Disney College program uh, the semester after I graduated college. That's so exciting. So what would you say is your favorite Disney movie? My favorite Disney movie? It's such a hard toss-up. I always have to divide them into live action and not live action. So animation, mm -hmm. right? Uh, live action, it's Pirates of the Caribbean for sure. I am a huge Johnny Depp fan. I love that series of movies. They're a blast. They're fun. Um, Animation-wise, it's so tough. Um, because you can even break it down into Disney princess and not Disney princess and mm -hmm. this and that. Um, it changes every time you ask, as most Disney fans would say, it's like whatever pops in your head first. Right. Uh, today I'm going to go with the original Aladdin because Robin Williams oh, is so the best RIP. And, but if you asked about Disney princesses, it would definitely be Merida from Brave. Um, so who would you say is your favorite Disney character? All time? Yeah. Out of everyone. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Um, I really, as as cliche and classic as it is, Mickey has always been my favorite. He's anytime, you know, there's a shirt, I get a Mickey shirt. Anytime there's like on the Walt Disney World app, my, my logo is Mickey simply because he's cheerful and optimistic and I relate to that so much. And, and who doesn't like an oh boy at the beginning of the day, you know? <laughs> Last question that I want to ask you before we dive in to the application process is what is your Hogwarts house? My Hogwarts house is a Gryffindor. <gasps> we have a Gryffindor, ladies mm. and gentlemen. Yeah. What is your mm. combined houses? I'm going to throw that question in there. Do you know? From uh, Ilvermorny? From no, 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 like, no. you know how, like, some people, like, for me, I'm Ravenclaw and Slytherin. And I'm Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff. Don't know how that happened. I, so, like, I don't do think you... J.K. Rowling's test shows you your second house, so. No, it's, I think it's like it's a BuzzFeed. It's like a BuzzFeed. Yeah, I only go by the J.K. Rowling's official I only tests. go by the J.K. Rowling, too. I do. Yeah, we only claim Ravenclaw here. I only claim <laughs> Ravenclaw. I do I'm not definitely claim Slytherin whatsoever. I mean, if I had to guess, Hufflepuff would be my second, simply because yeah, I feel I'm like everyone's I best friend. Yeah, I feel like your second would be Hufflepuff for yeah. sure. Yeah, so I kind of want to touch a little bit on like the application process and like mm -hmm. the interviews for the program. But I want to know, when did you decide that you wanted to do the DCP? Because I mean, yeah, I know no, everybody wants to do it, but. It's, a, it's, it's an interesting story. Uh, my freshman year of college, I was heavily involved with the Center for Leadership. I was a leadership fellow. So I worked with youth. I worked with leadership programs and development on campus. And uh, one of the professors uh, of the Center for Leadership taught a Disney-based class. And I'm struggling to remember the name of the, the specific name of the class. It's um, something along the lines of like business through the Disney way, um, creativity through the Disney way, something along those lines. We read these iconic books of like, one of the former CEOs, the top 10 strategies of how Disney's magic as a business knowledge makes sense, right? In that class, we talked about the Disney College program. We talked about this. We talked about that. And for our spring break, we went to Disney. Oh, wow. That was our That's spring break fun. trip. That was a part of the class. We did the youth program while we were there. Um, we had partners and we did this whole experience things with it. It was awesome. A lot of it was just us running around Disney, of course. But um, there was some curriculum base too. And we had some reflections to do. 
And it was from that moment that the Disney College program stuck in my mind. And as I progressed through college, I didn't know really what I wanted to do. And I came closer and closer to graduation. And I said, well, this would be an awesome opportunity. So I decided to apply for the semester after graduation because I couldn't take a semester off college with study abroad. And so that one made sense. I planned to do it sophomore year, the year after I took the class. But schedule-wise, it didn't work out. So I did it the semester after I graduated as the next opportunity. Right. So what, since you, like, what did the application process look like? Like, how do you just, like, reach out to Disney? Is there, like, a specific website that you have to go to? Like, if you had to give any advice to someone who wants to apply for the DCP, what would you give them as well? Yeah, um, it's, it's a tough process for sure, and it's long. Like, you are not going to know your answer unless you are exceptional and you hit every single thing that Disney was looking for. Um, my process was three months in, in length. I applied wow. the first night that the applications were open, and I did not get my acceptance letter until a beginning of April. Um, wow. And the applications came out That's the end crazy. of January. Um, so you apply for the Disney College Program traditionally. Now, this is pre-COVID knowledge as well. Right. Um, you apply for the fall semester or fall advantage, which includes the summer uh, in January. And then the spring and spring advantage would be sometime in August, I believe. Um, so you start with an application online. The Disney College program has its own website dedicated to it. And I'm actually trying to remember what that first step was. It's a lot of, I think, pre-filled questions, your history. A lot of it's very standard, you know, like any job that you apply to. And obviously, they're going to have some Disney-based questions on it. It's been over two years since I applied, so I don't remember the questions in specific. If you're selected on that, it they do it in waves, right? And so that's the most nerve-wracking part is you can follow the recruiters on Twitter, and they will let you know, oh, last names A through C are getting their, if you're moving on, you're getting your uh, official invita or invitation to interview uh, announcement today. And then they wow. do it on Twitter D through E and then all the way through my last name was S. So that took a minute. I know those struggles. My yeah. What is an struggle, S? So right? like, I know those struggles. We're yeah. both S. Yeah. You're yeah. like, okay, I have about eight months before they're going to call Here me. I'm go, okay right? now. And even the companies that switch it and they go Z to A sometimes, I'll never end up on that end of the spectrum because I'll always right. catch it A to Z. So anyway, so it was about, it didn't take long for the next round for me, actually. I, I Because I applied so quick, I was towards the beginning of the stack. So I got my phone interview around Valentine's Day. So it was about two and a half weeks, which isn't too bad, right? And then it was a month after that. It was about mid-March that I heard back again and got invited to do the extensive online personality exam, right? So they, and the best advice that most of the recruiters will say for that is don't try and be what you think Disney is because the test is designed to weed those people out because they mm. ask the same question mm -hmm. four times in very different wordage. And if your answers aren't similar enough, they'll know that you're reading into it too much rather than just being yourself in it and picking the response that best suits your mm -hmm. gut because your yeah. gut is going to go towards what it knows best about you. Right. Right. Um, right. And then it was about another month after that before I officially got my uh, offer letter. Jeez. Some people were expedited and they knew within two weeks. I had friends that like they went through all of that within two weeks, but it also depends on um, what you put on your application. So you have to indicate which areas of the park that you're interested in working. 
-hmm. But by mm -hmm. indicating that, you can be offered any of those, and that'll be the only offer you get. So you kind of have to be selective. Mm. If you don't want to work custodial and be a part of the cool custodial team, my best friend was on custodial, and it was awesome for him. But if that's not your vibe, don't put it, because if you check all those boxes just because you want to get into Disney and you get it, and that's your offer, there's no switching. You're stuck with that right. offer. Yeah. Man. So rather to be selective and not get it first time around, yeah. and have mm -hmm. to apply again. So if you really want to do the Disney College program, try not to wait like I did till the semester after graduation because you right. can only apply while you're a student. Now you can be a grad student, but a lot of grad students are want a higher paying job by the time that right. they have their degree. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. No, yeah. absolutely. Would there be one piece of advice that you would give someone who wants to go for the program? Like something you wish you would have known when you were applying other than not wait until the end? <laughs> I, I mean, I really just, when you're going through, if, you know, like if it's something you're interested in, you can always find, there, like there's, there's an alumni from the Disney College program, probably from almost every university and college, right? Like you can find someone who's done it look up the blogs and take those with a grain of salt because those are the die hard. Like I love Disney, everything right. Get the mm -hmm. realistic perspective because it's not lighthearted work. Like, right. sure. Yeah. There's a lot of great benefits about working at Disney. You'll make a lot of great friends, but I worked in a parking lot when I was considered operations. Yeah. Most mm -hmm. people that are considered operations work in space mountain or in Pandora or in it's a small world. Like they're in the operations of an, a ride, you know, an experience. Mm -hmm. Um, but Parking is looped into operations because it is a massive operation, right? Um, yeah, I guess I worked pausing in a very lot. quick. Yeah. We never asked you what your actual position was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So very briefly. <laughs> yeah. So Sorry. I worked on the parking operations team at Epcot. So I, in the Florida summer heat of 110 degrees on blacktop, that's where I was, right? And when it rains, it mists, and then the fog just kind of hovers over the blacktop. Yeah, it's real exciting in August and uh, in July. I loved my role, except for those two dreadfully hot months, simply because it had the most freedom. A lot of Disney is so pre scripted out because there is an expectation from the guests of the experience they want and seek and, you know, the story that Disney's trying to tell. So there's a limitation of what you can do. Well, in parking, you know, the Disney story is being told in a sense, like your experience has begun. I am the first cast member you will come into contact with, but... You have an option in that role. You can be a parking a lot attendant, like you mm -hmm. are at a university stadium or in a busy event parking lot, right? Or you can be a shocking experience for a guest because they're never expecting a good experience in a parking lot. Yeah. And yeah. you have the option to give that to them, right? But I had the most freedom. Like when guests are walking in from their cars, I can have conversations with them. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not rushed in the day yet because they haven't walked through the gate. So in their head, their day hasn't started. Mm -hmm. I 110% I agree with that yeah. because I've, I've, I've been that guest where we have like a very, which it may have been you, to be honest, a very like, you know, just hyper like, oh my God, let's get the day started. You're at Disney and it's okay. It's 830. 830 Calm I'm down, walking through a parking lot I haven't even got in the park yet right but that's I'm like, I, don't like... Have, I don't have coffee yet let's yeah. tone it down about three levels and then we can get this day started I definitely had those people in the morning that, that was <laughs> that's, great that's me in the morning like <laughs> it was probably Sarah Beth Calm down. <laughs> so I'm sorry if I was ever a guest who looked at you and did what 
drugs are you taking? Because I, I, I got that some. question all the time. Like, what are you on? How many cups of coffee have you had today? And I would be like, zero, no drugs. This is just my normal excitement. I'm, I'm happy to high on life. High on life. I'm working at Disney and I'm trying to enjoy being in a parking lot. Yeah. Um, so, and so I, you know, it? I tried to learn how to say good morning in as many languages as possible. I, you know, I got. Uh, bonjourno, uh, bonjia, which is Portuguese, uh, buenos dias, Spanish, good morning, mm-hmm. English. And so I got those four down. I don't remember if I learned any more. I definitely had guests try to teach me in some of the rare languages, but mm-hmm. yeah. I worked yeah. mostly night shifts. So it was very rare that I was in the morning. Um, so you've already said that the, it was basically a tough process with the application and just mm-hmm. the interviews because it was so long. It's is it really as hard as everyone says? Like I've heard, so I applied for the Disney college program when I was a freshman in college. I got denied. Um, cause you know, I'm just such a bubbly person. Um, <laughs> <Is> that Slytherin. <laughs> are they, that are they honest? Is there, are they honestly as tough as like everyone points them out to be like the, I know a lot of it's now zoom calls and things like that. And just the phone calls, like I've heard those are the toughest. And then you go into, correct me if I'm wrong, and then you go to an actual in-person interview pre-COVID at the casting agency? Or am I completely wrong on that? No, I never did an in-person interview for the Disney College program. For Adventures by Disney, which is one of their divisions, yes, very much so. And anything you would reply to once you're there, absolutely pre-COVID. But for the Disney College program, it's, the way you have to think about it is it's, in the sense of the word difficult, like, the phone interview is very pleasant, like, the HR at Disney is trained the same as any Disney cast member, right? They're there to mm-hmm. provide a good experience. Um, right. And so when you're talking to them, they're the most pleasant people in the world. Anyone, no matter how crappy of a job you might have done on the phone interview, you you will think you got the job because oh, okay. they're never going to give a hint in their voice that they're bored or displeased or you're not what they're looking for. Like you're going to mm-hmm. have a good experience like you were calling Disney customer support, Right. Um, that's interesting guest services excuse me not customer support it's a college program right so there mm-hmm. are pre-covid times over five thousand cast members that are disney college program marked right that's mm-hmm. a huge part of their work staff yeah but think mm-hmm. about think about that in terms of comparing it to your university right my right. university's graduating class was 1500 so that means i had six thousand students at my entire university and I applied to a program that had 5,000, right? So mm-hmm. if you come from a smaller school, you're jumping into the same environment, but think about it. 5,000 people were accepted. How many applications did they get? Yeah. Right. It mm-hmm. is said, now I don't know an official number on this, but the articles that I've read, there are over 25,000 applications for those 5,000 spots every single season, which means That's over 50,000 applications per year. And that number keeps growing. I could not imagine being the one that has to weed through all of those. Oh my goodness. Those poor people. I know. First, I, guess I guess it's the same way with like college admissions too. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Because it's basically, you know, it is a college program. So it's basically the same type of people. Yeah. I guess it's just like you hear the horror stories are what makes it to the internet. Yeah. most of the time because of course. it's always going to be like the bad experience the jaded like, yeah right so it's like you're reading those on the internet and it's like wow like this is crazy this is super hard to get into like why would you even try at yeah. this point you need to be in this type of you know studying you know these this type of thing like customer service business and things like that me as someone who studies veterinary medicine like why would i apply for the disney college program so it's kind of like 
you know, it's just like I was curious as to see if it was honestly like what you read on the internet. Yeah. Well, though, veterinary medicine would be awesome. I mean, if you, if you like working with animals, there's a lot of opportunities over in Animal Kingdom. And that's the thing. It's like I every keep telling Sarah Beth she needs to work for every Animal background can be used at Disney. Like every discipline is there. Yeah. It's a city on its own. That's yeah. true. Like it's the honestly, state of Florida gives them their own ordinances. They're allowed to do what they want. I mean, with certain limitations of right. normal federal law. But other than that, Orlando does not limit them. They are allowed to have their own road signs and their own colors, as you've seen driving into Disney World. Yeah. It's their own world. Yeah. My dream job is to do the um, Up Great Bird Adventure. Yes. Uh, that's my official one. Oh, it's that, so That's cool. my dream job to stand there and just hold like an exotic yep. bird. Even though I'm terrified of them, I would just love to yeah. do that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Don't laugh at me, Katie. <laughs> I just can see you doing it. I'm watching it work for Animal Kingdom Just so like bad. walking around with like a macaw and be like, this is a macaw. My dream job at Disney is the MC at the Frozen show in Hollywood Studios. The woman. Yep. Oh, yeah. She's awesome. I would love to be that woman. Although the last time I went, it was a different woman, and I was kind of upset because the first woman was the best. So, what million-dollar question. What is it like to work for Disney? That's. I feel like that's All, everyone's I mean, first question when yeah. they hear that you have worked for them. Yeah. No, it's what, – what I've learned through the time, because I had both good and bad days – working for Disney, as everyone will say once they've had time to actually process and reflect on their experience, that the answer to that question is the attitude you decide to have about it, right? The reality is they are one of the largest corporations in America. Mm-hmm. They have red tape and blue tape and yellow tape and green tape and this is what you can do and this is what you can't do. This is the expectation. No, you can't wear that bracelet while you're on stage. Like, no, sorry, you cannot do that. No, you can't have your phone out. No, you can't have AirPods in. No, you can't do this. No, you can't do that. Uh, this is like you could have a really bad experience if you are so used to being your own boss because you are a cog in a very large guest service machine. But on the flip side, you are able, because it's such a guest service focus area, you're able to actually make an impact on their days. No matter what role you're in, you have opportunities to, what they say, create magic, right? Mm-hmm. And those magical moments mean everything. Like, I cannot tell you um, how many times that I was able to sing happy birthday to uh, a little eight-year-old dressed in a princess costume, right? And that made the parents so happy. And the and the little girl was just like, oh my gosh, like, he's on a microphone. And he's singing happy birthday to me like like it's just the coolest moments ever right and i worked in a parking lot yeah like anyone could say like that experience like oh i worked in a parking lot like how exciting right it's an opportunity to to truly learn what you are capable of because sure you have limitations of what you can and cannot do but how you explore your opportunities in that role really define your experience right you can be hyper guest focused or you can be miserable getting through the day or you could simply be there and do your time so that way you can go to Disney for free. Mm. You have that choice. And that's what I like. And you'll find people in every single one of those boxes, right? They, mm-hmm. They've chosen to pursue their experience in this way or that way. Um, and I'm not going to lie to you. I, towards the end of my program, I was very unhappy in my role because it got monotonous. It got hot. It got tiresome. And it, you... It's a long, if you want to make a career at Disney, 
just like the initial interview process, it is a long, long, tiring process working your way up. Yeah. And I, unfortunately, I'm an impatient person about working my way up because I do like <laughs> be my own boss. And I just wasn't willing to put that time in for for the, the, the end goal that I wanted to get to because you had to become a coordinator and then you had to become a temporary assessment and then you could become a temporary manager and then maybe you might get a management offer, but you could be sent back to your initial role and then you might get another temporary offer. And so it's just a lot of yeah. jumping and going around a lot. Um, but if being at Disney and that world is what fuels you there's not there's no better job right right if money is not something that you're looking to make fast if you are willing to just be in these roles and and truly old school style work your way up the ladder you'll have a blast right if you want to jump to management after one disney college program it's not a reality it doesn't matter how good you are it doesn't matter how many cast compliments you get on twitter i had 40 plus in six months 40 times wow. most of my colleagues in a parking lot got right, right. like yeah what they were pulling me off my job once a week if not more to get a picture with a printout of twitter right for their social media and that's because i made an effort i made an effort to be an experience at the end of the day you're not just riding a parking lot tram you're riding Devin's tram tour of the epcot parking lot right right and i branded it. i sang to my guests i did trivia i told fun facts i I had them engaged for a 10-minute ride if they were the last stop in the parking lot, right? And they couldn't do that anymore because they've changed my freaking parking lot so that way it's two different routes so it's not long anymore. <laughs> it drove me nuts when I went back. You but, sound a little bitter about that. Yeah. A little bitter about it. Well, because now the tram experience really is about 30 seconds long, so I couldn't do anything that right. I did in my program. Like, my limitations would be You're so like, guys, low. um, I like, patented this, so... yeah. Rude. We're just going to sit on the tram for another seven minutes. So <laughs> yeah, I just ride this. three okay. rounds with me. I know we've so passed confused. your car four times already, but we're not I'm, done but yet. We're just going <laughs> to driver, don't stop. Just drive in circle, circles for 10 minutes. Like, they should honestly make a ride yeah. for the parking lot <laughs> tram the because tram. there's a small cult of people that make sure they go ride the parking lot tram. Uh, and I appreciated those people. They were They were pretty awesome. So what would you say was your absolute favorite part of the DCP? The friendships. I mean, truly, like, I went through four years of college and had friends. I was in this acquaintance group. I was in that acquaintance group. But I have never come close to the friendships that I made at Disney. I still talk to that group every single day. It's an active group chat, not in a group me, not in a Facebook messenger, like in text messaging group chat, iPhone, because we all have iPhones, thank the Lord. Every, I mean, it hardly goes a week where we haven't heard from each other. We try and Skype all the time. And the best thing about meeting people at Disney is when you all are like, we haven't seen each other in a while. What do you do? Go back you all book a Disney, flight to Disney. Man. A couple mm-hmm. of our friends still work there full time now. So we all mostly still get in for free, if not at a discount. Um, we have a place to stay down there because two of our friends are still there. But the friendships will be the best thing in the world. Like I had my group from pretty much day one and they they were my everything there like i miss them so much every single day like getting a group and then everyone can bond over the fact you've had good guests you've had bad guests you've had that baby cry you've had that child break out into tears or you've had that child literally run up to you and hug you and you and just out of nowhere like where did you come from right um (laughs) but at the end of the day you're all getting together and sharing these stories. You're all going to the parks and watching the fireworks together. You're all uh, going to Epcot and drinking around the world. Like 
you get these friends that you can share this unlimited backyard with. Yeah. Like Disney is your backyard. It's such an immersive experience. I mean, you only, I feel like you only have, like the only choice you have is to bond with each other. Yeah, exactly. Like. <laughs> and Waffle House at 2 a.m. when you all got yeah. off at midnight. Absolutely. Like, yeah. and, and it was, it was always like, like we would still be at the park and open because we wanted to watch the opening ceremonies. Like, how many times did we watch that dang opening ceremony? And we, and we did like, it was the friend. I mean, yeah, I can't stress enough that the friendships you will make, you have to put effort into it. Obviously you have to try and meet people. Right. I mean, you you have to be a certain personality. I assume to work at Disney, but once you, once you've made that small effort, like that friendship group will be awesome. Mm -hmm. So what would you say on the flip side was your least favorite part of the DCP? Least favorite part was how corporate Disney can feel sometimes. And as a DCP member, you are an intern. So think about every Mm -hmm. stereotypical definition of an intern. Like, oh, I'm an intern at Deloitte. What do I do? I make coffee and I fetch people's paperwork. Like your role can feel so insignificant at times, not because your role is different than a full-timer, but because you're an intern, Mm -hmm. right? You don't have perks. You don't get to choose your schedule. You are told when you can come in, you are told when you leave, and the you have very limited time off. Very, very limited. You can work anywhere between a 30 and 65 hour week, and you don't know week to week what that's going to be. Mm-hmm. You don't get holidays off. You are expected to be there for holidays. And purposely, those pro- program time windows, the spring and the fall, go through a holiday. Absolutely. Yeah. The fall program ends January 3rd. Why do you think that is? Because it's right after all the Christmas and New Year's they stuff. They need ends. you, man. They need, need all that manpower. <laughs> right? Exactly. But you don't get to go home for Christmas. Yeah. You don't get to go home for New Year's. You are not getting that off. Barely, like, only this elitist of seniority get those days off. Right? Yeah. And yeah. I can't remember if you get holiday pay on those days as an intern, to be honest. Um, you might. But only on Christmas Day, not to the 26th of Christmas, or 26th of December. Right? So the corporate feel really is troublesome because I am an overachiever. I like responsibility. I like to be given special tasks mm-hmm. i really was interested in events i was really interested in adventures by by disney which are highly guest contact roles yeah and there was just no way to your dabble. role is your role mm-hmm. yeah you cannot dabble the little bit of dabbling you can do is hard so i was able i worked in parking lot and in the parking booths where you charge for parking mm-hmm. so which meant i could work at any parking booth my epcot parking lot or the special events that are not in Magic Kingdom. So like Rivers of Light and Animal Kingdom, I got to pull a couple of shifts out there. Um, I had a couple of friends that worked that, so that was fun to go and work with them. But that was the extent of the dabbling I could do. So if you are someone that likes to, you get you master your role and you're ready to move on to something else and feel accomplished in the added responsibility, you have to go in knowing that your role is your role and Disney expects you to do that well. And that is it. So you mentioned briefly the perks that you get as a DCP differing from what a full-time position would get. What what do you get as a DCPer and how does that differ from like a full-time or a part-time actual employee? Yeah. So the perks of DCP, housing is subsidized, not free. If anyone ever told you free, it's not. Uh, it comes straight out of your paycheck, but it only is about uh, 100 to $125 a week. 
So 400 bucks a month. It's not terrible. It's unfortunate because you only make, you know, I'm sure they're up to like 12 bucks an hour now. It was 10 for me. So that's a perk that you have cheap housing around a whole bunch of cool people, mm -hmm. right? It's Disney yeah. College Program specific housing. You have your entry ticket, your entry pass, whatever they call it. So as long as it's not blacked out, so like Toy Story Land when it opened when I was there, no cast member could go for like two months, right? On the flip side, before it opened, there was a lot of cast previews. Mm -hmm. And as a DCP, you have access to those just as much as full-timers. It's a lottery system, but you have just as equal of a chance. There's no health benefits or anything along those lines. You're an intern, so those aren't extended to you. You, The only guest passes you get um, are based on your hours. So you have a maximum of eight guest passes per program. And to earn those, you have to work a certain amount of hours. Mm -hmm. So you get two, I believe, for every... 200 hours or 175 hours or whatever it was um so pretty much if you are working 40 hour weeks full-time or a little bit more and you're picking up shifts you will get two guest passes pretty much every month to month and a half right um and those are valid for one park hopping pass for one guest so let's say you know you're in the program you start in uh june like i did and your family's like we're coming down for mid-october to do some halloween stuff and we love to like not spend a, a, a ton of money, right? Let's say you have a family of four and you mm -hmm. are one of four. For those mm -hmm. three people, well, you have a max of eight tickets for the entire program. So let's say in theory, you worked enough hours and you had all eight tickets. For those three people that you have, that's two days for free for them. And then two people with two for the third day. And that's it, right? You have a small discount. That's, I think, pretty much the same as a part-timer. But the, the difference between a full-time and a college program in terms of that pass is full-timers have three guest passes that are actual, like, cards. Mm -hmm. They can just bring in anyone any day. That's not blacked out. doesn't have to be the same person on those cards. It's, I am allowed three people to come with me on any given day. Hmm. So pretty much unlimited use. At Disney. Well, I have become very good friends with Devin's friend, Maddie. Maddie, <laughs> if you're listening to this, I love you so much. <laughs> you really need to be friends with her, though, because she guides the private tours at Animal Kingdom. Yeah. yeah. She's awesome. Hey, Maddie, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Maddie, I'm going to have to, like, send you this link afterwards so you can hear your shout out. Maddie, we you know, love you I'm so a, much. I'm a, a magical vet nurse on Instagram. Follow me. <laughs> Sarah Beth's like, I don't know you, but I love you, girl. You my babe. <laughs> We'd probably be BFFs. Yeah. Probably. She's awesome. <laughs> Last question. And if you don't want to answer, that's fine. But I know that this is another one that a lot of people are always dying to know. Once you've worked for Disney and you see that corporate side that you were talking about, do you lose some of the Disney magic? Mm. I, I see... Again, I have to go back to a phrase that I said that it really is dependent on your attitude. I think that a lot of people, what uh, what makes magic is is two different things. It's the experience and truth of me, truthfully, your ignorance. Mm -hmm. Being ignorant makes things magical, right? Knowing the secret behind a magician's trick makes it cool, but it's not as wow, right? Yeah. For me, I worked in the parking lot. I never worked behind the entrance mm -hmm. so the magic always was right at that border for me right i saw those little the magic bands light up and like right behind that invisible wall was the magic for me right no matter where it was 
sure, I got the tours backstage. I got to see, you know, characters with their costumes off. <gasps> Don't tell the kids, right? I knew that existed. I wasn't mm-hmm. ignorant about the fact that, it, you know, it's not, it's, it's a stage, right? Right, yeah. But I think for some of the cast, when you're in Magic Kingdom every day and you've seen those fireworks every day because you're on the staff that helps manage the people in that crowd, sure, the fireworks might not be as magical for you, right? Because it's like watching the same TV show of The Office every single day, the same episode, Yeah. right? Um, sure, you get those special, you know, firework shows every now and then and you're like, wow, okay, this one's cool. Again, it kind of revives that spirit for you because it's not the same as every day. But I think, you know, if I would, I guess going back to that piece of advice is if you're ever given an option, which generally you aren't, don't wish yourself to work in your favorite park. Mm. Leave that for the magic, right? That's good advice. Yeah, that... I absolutely agree with that because once you learn how everything works, yeah, it no longer becomes your favorite. I mean, you know yeah, all the ins, ins and outs. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, the way I like to compare it is like, you ask someone their favorite candy, and you have two people: the ones that eat it every single day, or the ones that like that keep save it for, it for like a special a treat, occasion. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. That's what I would recommend. Is you like, have to know which one you are. Exactly. Yeah. If you can handle your favorite every day, yeah. and and watching the fireworks every single night doesn't bother you great, go work in in Magic Kingdom and be happy about it, right? I liked my view from the parking lot because I could see three different fireworks shows every single night. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And that never stopped being magical because in a 360 degree, I could see Magic Kingdom as uh, fireworks. I could see Phantasmic over in Hollywood Studios and I could see Illuminations, which no longer exists at Epcot. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. I know. I missed that. I missed that lady coming on, and I knew it was the end of the day. <laughs> I love Illuminations. Yeah. Mm. Sarah didn't, but whatever. She's a Scrooge it's and a fine. Slytherin. We'll see what they come up with next, because it's got to be good. Yeah. It has to be. I hope. Yeah. So I'm also the same person who wishes was great. Don't get me wrong. But happily ever after is a million times. Oh, happily ever after hits better. different. It hits different. I cry. I cry. It hits different. I cry every time. Yep. And like I cry when the song comes on my phone. Yes. Like that's how it hits differently. Yeah, it's always on the playlist. Like, come on. Yeah. But if they yeah. get rid of Fantasmic, I will be devastated. Devastated. Oh, they'll never get rid of that. There's no way to reinvent that. That's a classic. That's true. It just it needs to be updated. It needs the new Disney technology. It that needs goes. a little yeah. facelift. Well, who knows? COVID has given them an opportunity to do any sort of upgrades. So it's true. So now we're going to get into some tea, which basically is a juicy story. I so I was going through I was looking at all the pictures and it seems like this group of girls that you have in multiple pictures. (laughs) So um, that looks like that was a little friend group that you have and you hung out a lot with. We will put the pictures on our social media. Tell me the juiciest story that it, okay, honestly, from these pictures, it looks like you guys had a lot of fun and you definitely have some crazy stories. So share with us your best memory without calling anybody out. I mean, unless they're. Unless you want to. Unless you want to. (laughs) Unless you're feeling spicy. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of, because we, we are, we, there was definitely, don't get me wrong, Disney College Program is a stereotypical college environment. There is lots of uh, Tinder usage or whatever might be Tinder for the new college program kids after it comes back. And 
and lots of lots of little meetups, right? Um, trying to keep it some Disney words here. Um, it little is meetups, a party, party scene. But depending on the neighborhood you live in, right? So at the time, they're building a brand new, beautiful complex that I'm super jealous of. Um, there were four different housing developments you could live in, and Vista Way was known as the Party Central, and I was in Patterson, which was known as the Quiet Central, right? So my friends and I lived in the quieter area of the town. Not that they they didn't go to parties, because they did. I didn't partake as much, um, simply because they were more like a a frat party with the same personality where you don't have as many douchey people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which was never my scene in college. So I just, I liked my friend group and we had, we did a lot of brunches and more, you know, friendship building kind of, kind of moments, right? Um, <laughs> but my root, my, <laughs> yeah. We're more of a brunch people than party people. More of a brunch people. than party, right? <laughs> um, but my, so if you look through those photos, one of them, uh, You'll see my my best guy friend uh, from the program, and his name is Ramsey, but he went by Ram Jam because he likes to make music, and that's his music name. Um, look up Ram Jam in uh, Apple Music, Spotify, whatever. It's awesome. He's probably the best story that I can tell because he's the entertainment of our friend group. He is a heavy drinker. He is a heavy flirtatious person. He is desperate to be with a girl, um, but in in the best ways possible, right? Not like single night kind of with a girl. He is desperate to find romance, and he just. <laughs> He just never could like it. It's poor. And so thing. he would, he would try. And so him and I, him and I would went out one night. Um, we were drinking in our apartment per usual. And we decided, you know what? I have not met anybody in the same building as us. Like we hadn't, it was in been a month and we had not met a neighbor. And we we're like, what, what's wrong with that? Right. Um, Cause our best friend group was on the other side of the complex. And um, so we went around knocking on door to door and, um, and, you know, some people answered, some people didn't. And there was this girl named Shiny. Her name was Shiny. Shiny? Like Shiny? Shiny. S-H-I-N-Y. Like the song the crab sings in Moana. Yeah. And Ram Jam thought she was really cute and da-da-da-da-da. And so we all went out to Steak and Shake and whatnot. And he tried to flirt with her for quite a while. And and But then it then then she she was she had a strong personality. And so then he was kind of, like, backed away. But I don't know. I don't really have, like... You know, a lot of super juicy stuff. My my friend group probably would have a little bit more if you were around the female talk all the time because there was definitely more moments of them chit-chatting about whatever guy that they might have been interested in or mm-hmm. and whatnot. But you had different characters. One of my other roommates was was uh, an interesting character. He was... He's a Mormon, and he's now married to someone he met in the Disney College program pretty much Aww. six months after they met. That's the Mormon way. Um, it is the Mormon way. <laughs> it's the Mormon way. But he was notorious for flirting with, with girls all the time. All the time. I don't know, though. Like, I mean, Disney hosted, again, pre-COVID, a lot of events, and and they were fun. Like, you got to just go out and just be a part of this mosh pit of A-type personalities, and it was it was a blast, and... It's very different of experience when you're single and when you're not. I was, I, I the girlfriend that I still am with, I was with at the time. Katie, um, we love you. Yes, Katie is the best. So I guess you know, if you're going into the Disney College program in a relationship, it's going to be a very different experience than going into the Disney College program single. Hmm. I mean, it's, I feel like it'd be the same as if like you had like a high school sweetheart and you were going off to college. Yeah. Like there's a different going off to college with 
a boyfriend or girlfriend are going off to college single. Yeah. Because yeah. it's the same. It, it's almost it's the like same. the same It's the thing. same concept. Because, like, I didn't find myself out late at night randomly because I was talking to my girlfriend on the phone. Like, right. sure, there were some nights where I was hanging out with my friend group. But that was a friend group that I had FaceTimed and Katie had met over Skype. And then when she right. came down to visit, she had met in person. Like, you know, right. so it was very different because I wasn't doing the traditional I'm single, I'm going out and I'm ready to mingle kind of behavior mm-hmm. outside of work, you know? Yeah. yeah. If, if that's what you're doing, there was never an end to your night if you didn't want there to be, you know? Right. Uh, if you're working 12 hour days at Disney, why would you want that? But then again, yeah, you I know. wasn't. We had, we I had was... party buses that lined up on the street outside like those black city buses that you hop on and they got disney lights and they take you to a club downtown like that there was one of those every single night yeah if you want to put on like that and then party hard like that i did some people i could i I have no idea sorry i don't have a little bit more tea for you it's definitely a well we probably better suited question for some of my friends in the friend group you've also said before a lot of a lot of kids do it, you know, in between their breaks and they're like freshmen, sophomores, you know, they don't always wait until they're like out of college to do the college yeah. program. So yeah. it's like you're at a different life stage. As but well. it's important to know that For that sure. is the social atmosphere. Like, sure, you can find a dedicated friend group like I did and have mm-hmm. brunches and go out for dinners and have movie nights and be a little bit more relaxed and chill. But mm-hmm. if you don't seek that out, just like in college, all you see is the that party that party because that's what's blaring in your face um mm-hmm. that's what everyone's talking about it seems that way anyways right have, have you been to a vista way party in your program you know like i never went and i'm okay with that right like i was at a different stage of life than a lot of those kids um, yeah <laughs> did you uh, get but... assigned to your house or like did yes. you say i i would prefer a quiet environment or you, did you just luck out and get the quiet the quiet you definitely choose one through four again Mm. back when it was just the four that I had the options for um and they take that into account but um and you do like a little like quick roommate survey of like how clean do you like to be blah 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 blah, which I don't think worked because my roommates were disastrous um (laughs) literally it was like I I would never live in that environment again five people two rooms yeah yeah. here we are five boys because it's not co-ed like it's five men in a two-bedroom apartment Yep. Two bedroom, two bath apartment. Yeah. So I just I, I cried a little bit on the yeah, inside for you. I shuddered. Yeah. I crashed on the couch of that the, the that lady friend group. Yep. hmm I don't blame you. Yep, yep. I don't I don't blame you at all either. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move in to our last topic. We want to talk a little bit about what your thoughts are about just the pandem the pandemic. about the pandemic in general um so first first thing we would like to know is how do you think disney has been handling just in general the pandemic your thoughts just having worked there and things like that yeah well obviously disclaimer i have not worked there since november of 2018 so Mm -hmm. well before covid so my perception of it is what i hear from my friends and what i can read online i think that Disney was put into a very difficult situation, like most companies, where, ah, crap, it's costing us hundreds of thousands of dollars a day to let this stuff just sit here not being used, and we're not offsetting that cost at all. And Disney, obviously, they, from what I could tell, they, the only mistake they did with their cast was they were supposed to be a speedy process for them, because Orlando being, you know, the highest 
job holder area in the entire United States, practically. There was supposed to be a way for the cast members to fast track into unemployment. Um, Disney allowed three weeks of pay past closure. And then after that, all the employees were furloughed from pay. And there was supposed to be a fast track method into it. And they got stuck into the system like everyone else, which obviously when you've got Universal SeaWorld in Orlando all trying to file for unemployment at the same time, that's a lot of people. Yeah, it clogs um, up the system real quick. It does. Uh, so that part, like, obviously, but most states struggled the same, so I can't really mm. hold that against Disney because it, it wasn't even Disney's control because yeah. they can only yeah. do what the Orlando Department of Commerce would allow. Um, right. Of unemployment, I mean. Um, I think it was smart to close Disneyland because it's such a smaller space. There's just not a lot of room there. Mm-hmm. I feel like the population is e- more more easily manageable in Disney World, but at the same time, no matter what you do, it's like it's like a group of kids, like working with students. Like I'm trying to imagine being on tour with 24 kids and saying, "Keep your mask on, keep your mask on, keep your mask yeah. on." Like, yeah, adults at Disney are just like children, right? <laughs> they do what they want to do, and if you tell them otherwise, mm-hmm. you're not being kind. To them They're like they complain. pissed about it. Yeah, yeah, they come, they go and complain because you told them to follow the rules, right? Yeah. Um, and so no matter what stickers they put on the ground, no matter what ropes they do, no matter how many times a cast member is going to say something. They've already had so many people be like, oh, I can't breathe or oh, I'm eating always. And they, they bought a thing of popcorn and were always carrying it so they didn't have to wear a mask. Like, like one kernel so many, at a time. Right, like one kernel at a time. So they, they had an excuse, right? Um, and so like that part, it's like, I understand you needed to open. I understand you need to make money. And I understand that you want to try and find a way to bring that magic back. And I and I I know a lot of it was for business reasons, but I like to think that there was also like, ah, people want to be back at Disney. Like we have an obligation for these Mm -hmm. people's sanity at times. Right. Yeah. Um, But was it right in an area that is constantly top of the charts for covid cases? Right. Because, yeah, sure. Disney is fully outside. But you're telling me I hop onto it's a small world and you're sanitizing it in between every single ride. I find that hard to believe. Like, that amount of sanitizer would cost hundreds of thousands of dollars a day. Yeah. Even with limited capacity, right? That's just so yeah. much mm-hmm. sanitizing product. And at that time, if you're just using that, are you going to wear and tear on everything on that ride? Like, the plastic, the coloring, like, all right. that, is, mm-hmm. that well, amount of sanitizer. you're losing a lot of time. Yeah. That's a tedious process. It is a well, very tedious for process. Like seven all, who's doors- cleaning it? For Seven Doors, mind so supposedly it's cast members. So when one of the things that I saw in like an annual pass holder group is basically like the train cars would come in, they would spray it down with almost like those giant sprayers, like the foam sprayers, and then they would run the ride like one full way for Uh, it to dry for the uh, next guest. Let's say Disney, I don't remember what they're limited to right now, but let's say it's 30%. The wait times are going to look the same Mm -hmm. as when it was... 70% when you went on a somewhat busy day Mm -hmm. because of these cleaning practices. So, like, sure, everyone's like, oh, man, there's less people there. Or, like, I'm one of the 30% that's allowed in today. But the experience is going to be like there's a bunch of people. There's just not a bunch of people. Yeah. And there's no no shows. There's no no parades. There's all this high-touch environment where there's a crowd. doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. And so my friends and I were thinking about doing a reunion again in November. Uh, We try and make sure we try and – plan it once a year but obviously covid changes that up and we were like but do we want to invest the money to get there mm-hmm. and not experience the full disney thing like no matter yeah. how many times we've seen that parade i still right. want to see the three yeah. o'clock parade yeah every time mm-hmm. i go to magic kingdom you know like it's a tradition 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, how do you go to Animal Kingdom and not watch The Lion King? Right. Yeah, I I agree. I feel the same way you do about that. Like, if I'm going to get on a plane, fly three hours to get to Magic Kingdom, like I want to see everything that Magic Kingdom has to offer. Yeah, if I'm like, going to pay I the can't... same money for that ticket. Exactly, yeah. and that's the thing. I understand that it's you know it's costing a lot of money. Like COVID has cost every single industry money. Caitlin and I can speak from personal experience on the lack of tourism, right? Um, <laughs> the lack of money that we got. The lack of money that we got, right? <laughs> but the thing is, like, you know, companies like Delta, they're still blocking up middle seats and they're charging twice as much for their flights because they are offering a premium, right? Mm-hmm. So Disney, if you're going to charge the same, offer mm-hmm. something that you haven't offered before. Absolutely. Agreed. Absolutely. Spend a little bit more money. Sure, you're already negative. You know, what's a couple more hundred thousand dollars out of your bucket when this is going right. to rebound eventually, right? Um, give, oh, find a way to make COVID disappear in the magic. Yeah. The best you can without being unsafe, of course. Yeah. I was extremely shocked that by the time that Disney opened, their face masks did not match their costumes, did not go with their costumes. Mm. If I'm going to Disney and I'm seeing the same face mask as the people over in the DMV are wearing, like, that's not magical, right? And I understand that it's expensive, but they have a custom seamstress operation at Disney. Make make them color-coordinated with your outfit so it just flows. 100%. That's, I think that was the biggest thing longevity-wise for going forward is if face masks are staying around, then they have to blend with the rest of the costume. Mm-hmm. I know that's yeah. simple and petty and weird, but otherwise, I mean, I think that they're doing social distancing the best that a company can right? given the situation. So do you think for when they go back to full capacity, what, what do you think they'll keep and what do you think they should change mm. I think that's 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 so hard to say because I, I I could ask that question about any high public event yeah, space, sure. right? Movie theaters, et cetera, right? It's going to be interesting to see what the CDC recommends on, like, are we ever just going to... And what the general population... Like, is this going to be... I mean, t- no one's going to forget 2020. Right. So, like... How many of us are going to continue? Like, what percent of people are going to go back to not wearing a mask and forgetting 2020 happened? And what percent of people are going to wear a mask for the rest of their lives? Yeah. In any public space, right? Yeah. Because of how, like, we knew this was possible. The Spanish flu is in recorded history in the 1920s, and we saw what that did. Mm -hmm. And 100 years later, here we are, right? And so the increased sanitation, I think, is definitely going to stay. I don't think that's ever going to, which is good because, like, yeah. I laid on the ground at Disney. And like, would I do that today? <laughs> Most likely because I'm not too much of a germaphobe and I'm not going to get COVID from the street. Right. But should I have been scared? But of you the don't 90? know what you can get yeah, from the say, street. Should I have been scared of the other 90 germs that were on the street at that moment? Like, you know, probably. Um, right. But the thing is COVID has taught us how to be aware of our hygiene, how to be aware of our hand washing, how to be That's aware true. of germ, you know, like germs as a whole that I think we have lost the fear of. Mm-hmm. because we just rely on medicine and drugs and antibiotics and which we shouldn't because that's what's creating these super diseases. But other than that, I don't really know what else to say because it's not sustainable to have people six feet apart in lines. No, like it's you, not. you can't have a theme park designed on that. It's not sustainable to be at a 30% uh, 
um, at reduced capacity. It's not yeah. sustainable to not have your crowds formed around a parade. Like, that's a part of the experience, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So a lot of, at least the lifestyle and, ex- you know, a lifestyle of most human beings, these practices are not sustainable to our current way of thinking mm-hmm. and how social creatures we are. Yeah. So I... I'm curious to see moving forward what is going to become longevity because I'm ready to go back to my old normal, but what is the new normal going to be? Right. Right. Cause we won't go back to our old normal. No. Mm-mm, not at all. Is there anything else that you would like to say about the DCP? I think that if you have very limited job experience or you are looking to have just something unique to do you should always try it mm-hmm. like if you mm-hmm. are not scared by anything that i said tonight or you've heard on previous podcasts like the type of personality the type of job the long hours like if that doesn't phase you and you're like okay sure like an internship could be worse at another company right do it having disney on your resume is epic i mean it's epic i mean true. sure five thousand kids do it every single season but it's still epic mm-hmm. right the training process is renowned in most cases, right? Like the guest facing training that you'll get is better than most companies, right? But even if you hate it, it's six months. Mm-hmm. You got to go to Disney for free, probably made a best friend for life. You ate more popcorn, cotton candy, and churros than you probably ever wanted. And you've memorized the fireworks. But at the end of the day, it's six months of your life. Like you've done more for longer. It's mm-hmm. true. Give it a shot. Go to the most magical place on earth and see what makes it tick. Well, Devin, thank you so much for being on the pod. Of course. Yeah. It Thanks was for being our guest. Yeah, Anytime. it was so nice having you. Would you mind if we plug all of your socials in our show notes? Sure. Absolutely. Okay. Do you want Bye. us to plug your guide? Yeah, both are fine. I'm, okay, I mean, they're li- they're linked together. They're I'm they're in each in the bios of both. So like, oh, okay, so you get um, one or the other. <laughs> but yeah, feel free to plug the socials in, and if people are interested in my life, then why not? Okay, well, you should be interested in Devin's life because he's awesome. But yeah, all of his social medias will be in the show notes. Um, so definitely go give him a shout out or a follow. Um, also, I say that because he can be a great resource. Like he was saying you knowing someone who has done the DCP. So if you are interested in doing a term at the DCP, he's a great one to reach out if you don't know of anyone else that has done the DCP. So definitely go give him a follow, give him a shout out. Um, And also don't forget to rate and review us wherever you get your podcast. That helps us out a lot. Leave us a nice little, little message. Tell us how much you love Devin. Shout him out like all of those amazing people shouted you out on Twitter. That's like so awesome. We'll post some of the Twitter shout outs that Devin has sent us. Um, So definitely check out all of the content that we post about him. Thank you for coming on our podcast, Devin. Anytime, anytime. Well, that was it for today. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We drop new episodes every Monday wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook. Everything will be linked in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.